0: Is that your baby in there? What is it? What's in there? Oh, let's go. You ready to
1: start podcasting?
0: Yeah. You ready? Three, two, one. Ah. Take that. Boys <laughs> <damn>. Boys <Buzz laughs> back town. Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast where one of the co-hosts was gone and the other co-host actually missed him the whole time. (laughs) It's your boy Ethan,
1: and I'm Patrick. I missed you too, man.
0: (laughs) I was just talking about you. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're. Oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. You're like you're like yeah. When I was gone for your for my wedding, you must have missed me a lot.
0: (laughs) I when I was on my honeymoon, I thought about you. Didn't I? Didn't think about you?
1: I didn't have time to think about you while on paternity leave because.
0: yeah you were busy
1: yeah i was busy life events only take two weeks that all of our all (laughs) life events only take two weeks uh marriages two weeks babies two weeks two weeks
0: and then funerals funerals less less time we need to do like the irish funeral yeah where they it's like everybody kind of walks through the house and it takes you know a month to do it yeah or whatever we got to do that anyway. You were talking about your mom-in-law. My mother-in-law. Yeah.
1: So uh, we were we were uh, we were doing like a, a a dinner yesterday. We were like, I don't know what to make. We had a bunch of hot dogs, baked beans. We're like, let's do hot dogs and baked beans and sweet potato fries. Yeah. And I was like, we got to get some beers. Nice. And uh and and Terry Johnson was like, you know what? I haven't had a brewski in a good long time, and I'm like, let's go. She said brewski,
0: huh?
1: <laughs> she did. And a um, wobbly pop. Sure, I guess. <laughs> is that what they call it in Kansas? A,
0: yeah, you drink too many of them, you get a little wobbly.
1: And uh yeah, so I I I grabbed one of those and 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 hid it in my lunchbox so that I could record with a little bruise. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. What happens if someone I've actually never seen anybody open that door that's behind you. The, um, which one? The one to, that one or that yeah, one? The one immediately behind you.
1: See, that one is a closet. That one leads to the hallway.
0: Oh. So that is just the opposite of what I thought this whole time.
1: Yeah, so the pa- the the painting, the painting is is barricading the door so no one sure, can come Sure, cuz they in. can't.
0: Yeah, they can't get through it.
1: No, I'm just kidding that does go to the hallway.
0: Why would you do this to me?
1: I thought it was funny if you thought that I barricaded my door shut.
0: I mean, it's funny for us here because I can see it, but for everybody else. <laughs> like it's Patrick, struggling. why'd
1: you put your crucifix over the closet door? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any sense.
0: That's, that's odd. Uh what was I was going to say something. About your family and about this podcast and about beer and about drinking. That's
1: the second good podcast name that you've come up with. I was going to say something. The other podcast name that you said earlier that I think would be a good podcast name is... Can I just say something real quick?
0: <laughs> <laughs> can I say something real quick?
1: That's a really good That's a really good podcast name.
0: Here's the thing. Here's the I'm thing. pretty sure Here's the Thing is already a podcast.
1: That Yeah, that sounds, sounds like, like a, a... Hold on, hold on. Some, I can see it in my head. The guy looks like a cross between you and me. Oh, dear. I bet he does.
0: Uh... I was thinking. So, speaking of podcasting, right? We're in the midst of what I would call. <laughs> <laughs> you just get on a podcast every week. Speaking, speaking of podcasting, of podcasting <laughs>
1: could you imagine other people like a lawyer getting up at the at the stage? Speaking of courtrooms,
0: speaking, speaking of, of the law, <laughs> I have a law for you. Penal Code, sixteen. Um, so, I am. We're in the midst of what I would call a a re rebrand. Mm-hmm. wouldn't you say I mean it's not so much a re rebrand as much as it is we are refocusing our energies uh in ways that make this podcast better yes, for everybody. that is right true. yeah we're doing that M- more intentional patreon appeals yep. more intentional content on the patron indeed uh, you guys were killing
1: it on paternity leave I was like you guys had live shows going and like you know yeah the discord well, is like hopping I wasn't
0: wasn't weighed down you know, with all that extra. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was really
1: happy that, that you guys did that. Cause I was like, Oh no, we had all these good ideas and then I got a baby.
0: <laughs> I wanted, I needed to, honestly, I was like, man, I got it. We got to really push hard. So we did a crunch lunch. If you missed this, we did a crunch lunch where I did a live stream. I talked about Roe v. Wade. It helped because there was like the biggest development in pro-life news in the past 25 years that came out. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, to wanted to, yeah everyone wanted to talk about so, it. So that was easy to jump on that train. Plus, it was like, all right, Patrick's gone. The episodes probably are going to be a little shaky this week. You know, who knows? Turns out, Emma and John are great interviews. So, uh, not sure if you listened to them.
1: I did not listen to John's interview, but I'm really bummed that I missed it because he seemed like a cool guy.
0: He was a cool. Did guy. Did he fit the vibe was,
1: of the podcast?
0: He fit. He has his own vibe. Good. I think he was. He was a little ye young. Oh, uh, he, he was, was just.
1: No, he he was no. Just, <laughs> no. <laughs> we we are supposed to be the young ones. I used to be the young one.
0: I was going to tell you something. Yeah. So we're do, we're in the midst of this podcast thing, right? I don't know if we call it Rebrand or call it something of those. But I was thinking, I was watching the NBA playoffs last night. And I see this commercial, right? And <clears throat> I don't know if you have ever seen the, the commercials for Modelo. Uh-huh. I was thinking that we could do one, right?
1: A Modelo commercial?
0: So it would go something like this. If Ethan and Patrick didn't have the fighting spirit, they wouldn't have started a podcast at the age of 19. They hadn't have gone out and rented microphones from their local libraries and incessantly tweeted at everybody, they wouldn't be where they are today. And now, after selling their cars and moving to another state to continue recording, they get the best names in Catholic media. (laughs) Don't you think that'd be good? <laughs>
1: I think that'd be great. Did you hear the Modello theme song thing is like stock music? Really? Yeah. It's, it's like, phenomenal. It's phenomenal stock music, but it's also the the intro to, um, I heard it, I heard it after, I heard the Modello commercial after I started listening to the History on Fire podcast, which is now a podcast of Luminary, so you have to pay to listen to it, which is, which oh. is dumb. Hey, yeah. someone's home. Hello, it's my Emma. wife. And she walked away. Hey, Emma, I'm on the podcast now. <laughs> um... <laughs>
0: You took her job. I
1: know. Next, I'll be taking care of children in the NICU.
0: What I'm saying is I think we should do a Modelo pod or a Modelo ad that plays at the beginning. A Modelo, Modelo cast. Because <laughs> we have a fighting spirit.
1: Yeah, we have a fighting spirit like, you know, like Modelo, the beer.
0: I just, yeah, I really think I, I'm certainly out of the demographic requirements of being in an actual Modelo commercial. What is that? Uh, um Well, I think you either have to be African American or yeah. Hispanic. I sure, think are yeah. the two. And I don't think they're they're accepting applications at this time. So
1: For you don't think that Hispanics and 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 black people are accepting applications for being Hispanic or black?
0: Correct. Correct. Okay, yeah, no, I don't it, think just so. Just with the with the way the the is going and just the, you know, interest rates going up, it's just yeah, yeah there, it's a hard
1: time. There's some there's been some layoffs recently. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the rebrand, <laughs> speaking of podcasts, <laughs> yeah. You mentioned you mentioned uh, in our meeting with Regan. This is how we know that we're being productive because we're having meetings about the podcast yeah. that we're not recording. Yes. Um, we mentioned doing uh, Patreon, uh, doing rev- Patreon of the week and and review of the. week. Remember when we used to do Crunch of the week? Yeah. Do you want to do that again?
0: It's the patron of the week. Sure. It's the patron of the week. Are we doing it right now? Yeah. Do we're, you have you, one? Do you want to do it right now? Up?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have I have a I have a review lined up, but I I need um I need a I need a a Patreon a patron real quick, <laughs> and we can't use Regan because
0: he I can't I can't log into Patreon because it's linked to your Gmail, which is something that we should have solved three years ago. We should have solved this three years ago. But not, <laughs> I
1: think I think I think the the thank you video for the Patreon is still is still a video of me without <laughs> a beard.
0: You without a beard. I remember that. No, I think I with I the Captain America cross it. in the background.
1: Welcome to Patron of the of the week.
0: I'm going to text Regan right now to make a bumper.
1: We got, we got, yeah, we got to text P- Regan to do a bumper. They didn't. Um, this is the part of the show that we do every week where we thank a patron for their patronage. And I thought
0: we were doing this at the end of the show. No,
1: we can't do it at the end of the show because then people will stop listening.
0: I don't think people are going to want to listen to this.
1: Okay, fine. We'll do, we'll do it at the end of the show.
0: We'll do it at the end of the show. So we've just kind of blown by the most important. Oh, yeah, sorry. How's the baby? He's Everyone great. wants to hear about the baby. He's How's super cute. How's Leo? How's Phoebe doing? We got to talk about we all that.
1: He's adorable. He's a little lion, man. He had this cute little cry for a while where he would just, he would just wake. <laughs> what?
0: It was not your fault. It was mine. <laughs> it was your heart on the line. Weep, little lion, man. You're not as brave as you were at the start. Rake yourself and rake yourself. Take all the courage you have left. You wasted on fixing all the problems that you made
1: in your own but it was not your fault
0: but mine
1: and it was your heart on the line i really that song has the f word in it but it is not marked explicit on Spotify. oh
0: 100 i am very aware oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i listened to it with my mom in the car and she doesn't notice <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah the uh the the baby the baby is cute he has this cute little cry mm. he, does, he doesn't cry very loud he goes Ah, he goes, ah. it's very adorable. Mm-hmm. And, um, last night he let us sleep for four hours at a time. Whoa. Just crazy. Out like a light.
0: So is he, is he walking? Is he talking? Like what's how,
1: <laughs> no, he's hoisting himself up on his elbows and trying to get his head up. He's like, eh. but he holds his head up for a pretty long time for a little baby. That's
0: wow. That's great.
1: Yeah. But it's fun. Cause like, you'll be holding him. Mm-hmm. He'll just, he'll just launch his head off of your shoulder. Oh boy. Like wee, pff, and it'll like fall backwards if you don't catch him.
0: Oh dear. Have you not caught him?
1: No, I've caught him.
0: Every time? Every okay. time.
1: Listen, what 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 mama doesn't know won't hurt him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I've caught him every time.
0: So do you like being a dad? Are you enjoying yourself? I really
1: do. It's fun. I like my job. I change diapers. Um I I feel like I'm really living out my role as a as a as a domestic priest mm-hmm. by dealing with all of the crap. Nice. um in the nice. <laughs> in my domestic church. Nice. <laughs> I'm at the end of the day, someone might deal with it for me once or twice, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's it's my poop. It's my crap. I got to clean it up.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, it's fun.
0: That's really exciting.
1: Seeing Phoebe become a mom is awesome as well. She's she's very good at it. Yeah. Um yeah. How
0: are you guys like- doing with the old formula shortage thing? Are you guys are you
1: No, we we've, we've been 100% breastfed.
0: You're generating your own formula?
1: Indeed. It is free. Can
0: you explain something to me? I don't really know what's going on, but I'm seeing people saying like the FDA is telling you not to make your own formula, which insert. So that was an effing lie from Tyler, the creator right here. Yeah. So that was a lie because that just doesn't seem it's like, why can't you? First of all, why can't you make your own formula? And second of all, people are saying that it's not healthy to breastfeed. Like, I just don't I don't know how in the discourse you are about this, but I'm like,
1: yeah, I'm a little in the discourse that's why I made that joke about it being free, because that's also been something in the discourse about people like, oh, um, actually, breastfeeding's not free because you, not- you need nipple cream, you need blah, blah, I'm like, no, 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 you don't Breastfeeding is not
0: free because you have to buy food for your wife to eat or else she dies. It's like, like okay, yeah, okay, duh. No,
1: yes, true. Yes, this is true. But yeah, I've been in the discourse, and, and I think what happens is there's a problem, and people are like, there's a solution. And they really fixate it on the solution. Other people are like, well, here's a solution, and they're like, actually, that's not a solution, and actually, that's also a problem, and the and everything is bad. You know, like it's yeah. I do this sometimes where I don't everything is so bad and nothing is good. It's weird. It's it it's online, so like I don't really give too much credence to it. Yeah, but it's how people it's how people work. It is they're, they they respond they respond with honest. You know, like some some women have a lot of trouble breastfeeding. Like yeah, okay, and that's so, true. So some some milk is not as as solid it's not as it's not as fatty and so the fattier milk helps the baby sleep right and so it has more nutrients and so if your milk doesn't come in fully robust your your child won't get a lot of nutrients they'll they'll suck and suck and suck and suck for hours and hours and hours and they'll basically get you know like a 30 minutes for someone who has this problem it's like 15 minutes for someone who doesn't and so the baby has to feed twice as long isn't mm. sleeping as much and you're going crazy yeah. right and so yeah formula is important formula formula is helpful but if you don't need it, it's good to not be reliant on it for reasons like this.
0: Did you know this harkens back to our other episode, that most of the formula that the FDA approves is just full of canola oil. What? Yes. 100 percent. I didn't know that. Yeah. they're like, no, don't make your own. We've got deals with the, We've got the deals cook, with the canola oil. With the canola oil mafia. Can I so this is a safe place? This podcast?:
1: I don't know, this topic is not a safe place.
0: Can I ask a question?
1: People get really touchy about breastfeeding.
0: Have you tasted the breast milk? Oh,
1: yeah. Really? Obviously. <laughs> it was super funny. So, Phoebe, like, got some on, <laughs> Phoebe, like, got some on her hand. Yeah. She's like, Oh, I got some breast milk on my hand. And we both, like, looked at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, You first.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, you both, kinda did, we both kind of do. It was kind of like, like a, had the same idea. Like at a, the a same Tom time. Sawyer blood pact. You're like, All right, we're going to go out into the forest. We're going to do this.
1: Well, when we were taking our breastfeeding class, the lady was like lady was like, Oh, don't worry. Like, okay, so some sometimes stuff happens when you're mm-hmm. breastfeeding and your nipples get dry. Yeah. And when skin gets dry, it cracks and can sometimes bleed. Yes. And dangerous. so the breastfeeding lady was was like, Oh, don't worry if there's a little bit of bleeding. As long as it as long as it dries up eventually, it's fine. Don't worry, the baby can the baby can um can Drink consume blood. your blood. It's not a big right. deal because breast milk is it's very eucharistic. She she was she said, "Well, it's because you know breast milk is yeah, obviously it's it's, it's blood-based." Anyway, so it's fine for the baby to eat and she moved on. And I was like, "Hold up. Wait a second. Go back to that first thing. I need you to I need you to go back to that and talk more about it because you can't just say that and move yeah. on.
0: Is all milk blood ba- it's like all milk like, blood-based? Like when I'm drinking cow milk, is it just cow blood? I guess do we know? I don't know. So that that is an interesting thing.
1: That must be why when I cut into my rare steak, there's a bunch of milk comes out.
0: I, yeah, well, so I don't think that that's blood, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't think that steak juice is blood?
0: No, no, I don't think so, because it's a dead animal. And oh, the okay. Blood, the blood, the Jews used to think that the blood was the source of life. Sure. Anyway, I was just trying to be like a Catholic <laughs> podcast there where like people just oh, splice yeah. in unnecessary knowledge about the Old Testament, even though it doesn't apply to what they're talking about. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm not bitter. So that would be a crazy thing if just all milk, someone probably is listening to this who's like a dairy expert, you know? And it like it's like, you guys are idiots. You were so stupid because- So dumb. Is this why milk is like a good source of iron or whatever? Because like there's calcium, iron in your blood? Yeah. Well, there's calcium too. Metal, generally. Sure. Huh. Who knows? Well, I guess we'll have to find out next week.
1: <laughs> when someone comments on the Discord, hey guys, yeah, I'm studying gonna, hey, biomedical way, milk science and <laughs> you're you're way off base here.
0: Someone, I'm a milk engineer with... <laughs>
1: that's, that's what our Discord is like. Some, someone that we've known forever who we've seen on the like, Patreon and by, Twitter and is like, by actually... By the way, I'm
0: getting my PhD in milk. and
1: <laughs> I'm getting my PhD in milk and you guys were super my off base of, with that. My philosophy of dairy.
0: <laughs> Oh, and, man. uh, that's, that does happen where does. I love the discord. Did you see the, the rooster fighting discourse today that was happening in our chat? That was crazy. People, if you're, if you're not in the discord, you're missing out you're Really on missing out. these thrilling dynamic conversations about how many Ben Eastman's would it take to defeat one five foot six inch rooster. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a pretty good, I mean, there's a lot of arguments for two, a lot of good arguments for three, some arguments for one like mm-hmm. way, way in, right? You would want to know. Please. Uh, and I I would like to know the answer. But the, Don't forget to round up. There, yeah, right. so I'm I'm looking forward to sometime this week where people explain to us what exactly milk is because when <laughs> I just so it's one of those things that like the it's like land, right? When you like think about land and like look at the Wikipedia article for land, like it's <laughs> it's hilarious. When you think about milk and like what it is, and like where it comes from, Water, easy, right? I understand water.
1: I understand where water comes from. I
0: understand water on a philosophical basis. It comes from the firmament. Basis. It comes down from the firmament, and you have the water. They had a water cycle. Like in elementary school, you had those posters. It was like, yeah. it's in the ocean, and then it gets sucked up into the clouds, and it comes down into your <laughs> into your Brita filter, and then it goes back into the ocean, and then that's kind of sure. the, the cycle. There's no milk cycle. None. <laughs> like, we don't see. Like, there's no... You don't see the milk getting
1: evaporated into the clouds no, and coming like, down and getting drinking by the cows. It would make
0: sense if like, the milk was in the grass and the cows ate the grass and then they got the milk and then it was processed it or whatever and then it came out the cow. Sure, and pasteurized. Yeah. That's what they That's mean by pasteurized. I mean. Pasture, pasteurized. Yes. Oh my gosh.
1: Never mind. We don't need your milk we had, PhD. We figured had, it out. We've had all these
0: people <laughs> telling us for so long that they need these special machines that hook up to the cow and suck it all out and then they... Send it through the thing. We just need grass.
1: <laughs> just throw milk just on the throw ground.
0: On the ground,
1: dummies. This is why we should be the president. I know, we're so smart. <laughs> so,
0: do you have a Pittsburgh news? <laughs> I don't. I don't have a Pittsburgh news. We could. We could talk about this article. This is Indian rooster kills owner during cockfight, which I think might be. <laughs> Could be a beneficial just... <laughs> Patrick, you're going to like this. Okay, okay. Police say a male victim was shot in both legs in an 11th floor apartment on Stanwyck Street. People that live inside there were stunned to hear the news. I can't recall like one single incident besides like an alarm going off or like, you know, like a dog. Getting a potato chip bag
1: stuck on its head.
0: She reportedly suffered a broken arm and lacerations from the deployed airbag. Her parrot was fine. Angel told officials... laws are arbitrary... <laughs> this is from Al Jazeera. It's under the section news, comma, crime. <laughs> this rooster committed a crime. Indian rooster kills owner during cockfight. Thousands of roosters die each year in the battles, which, despite the efforts of animal rights groups, attract large crowds. A rooster fitted with a knife for an illegal cockfight in southern India has killed its owner, sparking a manhunt. <laughs> I don't think you can call that a manhunt
1: he's saying it's a chicken run
0: <laughs> sparking a manhunt quote unquote for the organizers of the event the bird had a knife attached to its leg when it inflicted serious wounds to the man's groin wow as it tried to escape police said on Sunday the victim uh, 45 died from loss of blood before he could reach a hospital so that's really sad uh, that does stink yikes the rooster Patrick Patrick the rooster was briefly held at the local police station before it was sent to a poultry farm quote we may we may need to produce it before the court (laughs) 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 images of the rooster tied with a rope and pecking grain at the police station were widely viewed on social media (laughs) oh boy Let's see here. Oh Anything gosh. else? Thousands of roosters die each year. Very sad. Um,
1: you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will
0: be right. used against you in a court of cause. <laughs> Screw you. I don't need my rights. I'm a rooster. Just screaming at people. I hate so coops. So the rooster the rooster went to jail and will appear in court.
1: Will he appear in front of a
0: jury of his peeps?
1: No, oh, come on. Come on. Okay,
0: come on. So... That is what's happening. That did. This was just like a little not Pittsburgh news it was more of India news, uh different new segment that we've got coming out called India news. Um, I feel bad. I feel bad for laughing because a guy died. But at the same time.
1: Yes. It's not that the guy died. It's that the police who came and found the situation said, we should we probably detain this
0: rooster. <laughs> we should detain this rooster. Oh, it wasn't a manhunt for the rooster, it was a manhunt for the organizers of the event. I did. Got it. I, did I thought that. it was
1: a manhunt for the rooster. That's funny. That is really fun. The idea that you would call the idea that you would hunt for the rooster and call it a manhunt is, is very fun. Well, I mean, actually, if the rooster still has the knife tied to his leg, you should probably go find that rooster. You really do. Like Yeah, I don't We live in a bad part of town. Yesterday little Johnny he got he got jumped by got a rooster with by his by rooster. The knife tied to his leg. It reminds me, have you ever seen that meme of uh, of a chicken? But in front of it is photoshopped a hand with a gun. Yes.
0: <laughs> you really love that Photoshop hand with gun. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> you like that one. I love
1: that meme. But the, the best part about the meme is it's like it's like don't add, no never activate the fight or flight response of a flightless bird. <laughs> 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 and it's a bunch of chickens like holding weapons. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, um, so this is just this was he just activated a fight or flight response. Yeah.
0: He, yeah.
1: Had a knife out like, to Why would you give the rooster such an unfair advantage against his a fellow roosters?
0: Well, I, th- I would assume that the other roosters would also have knives taped to them. Oh, you know,
1: don't they already have knives taped to their like feet? Well, they're not.
0: They're not born that way, Patrick.
1: No, no, no. Taped to their feet by like nature. They have little claws.
0: Yes. <sharp inhale> what other animal do you think we could tape a knife to it that would make it when it fought other animals? You know, maybe not. Like I don't want anyone to die.
1: No, 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 no. This is purely, die, this is purely conjecture. Obviously, but I'm saying, monkeys.
0: Well, no, I was just thinking, like maybe that would make it the least likely that the killing would increase. Like oh. you tape a knife to like a rhino, <laughs> you know, it's not really doing anything.
1: <laughs> I just picture know? the knife. Like the knife is is not longer than the rhino's leg. It's just like no, masking yeah. tape to a rhino. <laughs> make it less deadly. I mean, sharks right. like, are another some, obvious
0: example. There's a certain level of animal. But like, where's the line? Where's the line between this makes this animal way more deadly and like this doesn't really have an effect.
1: Like, At what point? Know? At what point is the animal so deadly that adding a knife doesn't really do anything?
0: Sure. I would say giraffe put it on. If you put it on like the nose so he can just <laughs> swing down, that's pretty scary.
1: That is pretty scary. Right? That's like That's I like combining anything, a rhino with a giraffe.
0: I would say anything bigger than the giraffe, we've we've gone too far. Anything smaller than the giraffe, <laughs> it's too like the giraffe is the perfect fulcrum.
1: The question is, do the knives scale?
0: I think it's the same size knife, same size to, knife for
1: everything. Because yeah, if you're if you're everybody. like if you're like a blue whale with like a blue whale sized steak knife, that's oh well,
0: yeah, obviously that's a crazy, that's a crazy
1: thing, thing you just said. But but I think we could do because I
0: think the giraffe is great because you see the you have plenty of time to get out of the way. You know, like you you have. There's some kind of geometric calculation where you like know the number, like the number of seconds based on <laughs> your how geometry long the teacher neck is. is
1: like, yeah, I bet, <laughs> I bet trigonometry doesn't <laughs> sound
0: doesn't sound useless now, does Deborah, it? Yeah, you you soak a toe to figure out how long you have to <laughs> run away from the knife that's taped to the giraffe's nose. That's an interesting thing.
1: That's an interesting. That is an interesting problem. I would be I'd be interested to solve yeah. that one.
0: Uh, I'm sure there's I'm sure ignoring
1: there's... wind resistance. How how long would it take for you to? <laughs>
0: pretending that there's no friction yeah anywhere
1: that's my favorite part about physics was um it's like given that the world is not the way that it is solve this problem
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i think we've we've done a lot of good here um do you have anything like a topic that maybe you would want to explore no
1: i don't but is wind resistance like constant cuz you could probably just like you
0: know it just depends i mean it's like i
1: feel like you could plug and play that you can you, know? you
0: can plug and play it like, if you drop a piece of paper, obviously the wind resistance is going to be different than if you drop, like, a bowling ball, you know? Sure. And so...
1: I guess it's harder to calculate. It.
0: But it doesn't change. Like, if there's no wind resistance or negligible wind resistance, like, a bowling ball is going to fall at the same rate as an elephant. Because gravity is the same okay. on both of them. And, like, the weight doesn't make a difference on how quickly something falls. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. that's... Anyway... I did take physics, but not very much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take very much physics. I was tweeting during most I, of it. Well, so. yeah.
0: <laughs> so,
1: but you got the degree, and that says more about them than it does about it you. It does.
0: I'm vindicated, man. I, I, my hands are like pilot in the passion. I am, I am watch clean of that situation. You know,
1: <laughs> I'm clean, squeaky. My body is sleek and sound.
0: So you don't have a topic is what you're telling me. Like you've just no, no, left, no, no, me, I don't. You've left me out here no. in this podcast kind of island to figure out what to talk about.
1: Well, you and I had a you. Well, I mean, <laughs> we, we had a discussion earlier today.
0: What did we talk about?
1: We talked about the very the oh. merits of golf courses.
0: <laughs> you're so wrong.
1: You and I got into a little discussion about whether or not golf. And here's the thing: I think you're very biased about whether or not golf courses should exist.
0: Okay, so uh, you could, Patrick, you could say the same thing about libraries or whatever the hell it is that you like.
1: <gasps> take it back.
0: I won't because
1: no, you can't. You can't say the same thing about libraries because yes, libraries don't take up yes, 160 you- acres.
0: There are libraries that are big, and you <laughs> are wrong. <laughs> We can talk about this if you want. This would be good.
1: I texted Ethan today that I'm against Ugh. golf courses because I saw a tweet you- <laughs> that LA County has like a bunch of city owned golf courses and someone uh, someone superimposed a map of, uh, of a golf course and redesigned it, maintaining 95% of the trees. Okay. So 95% of the trees remain, but all of that like watered. All that lawn that needs to be mowed and use gas and be watered and kept real green and fertilizers that can't, and, it, and it's not grazing land, so it's unproductive. All of that's gone. So, and, and all that's left are like little cute little like apartment complexes that are have, yeah, like, cute. have like courtyards. Yeah. They're adorable.
0: No, they're not cute. They're monstrous. And they're, no, 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 they
1: don't, they don't, don't, don't think like, don't think like like brutalist communist apartments. These are these are like Barcelona or Paris, France near the Eiffel Tower, like
0: they're going to be well designed. Row.
1: They're going to be qu- well designed. It, sure. It's going to it's going to be symmetry that that symmetry that evokes beauty, not symmetry that evokes
0: bureaucracy. So Patrick is going after golf courses, which I think is just the wrong we're going after the wrong thing. Let me tell you why.
1: Sure. Okay, fine.
0: I feel like – and I've been, I've been reading some of these things, right? And I, I, there are a lot of people out there who have a, let's dare I say, Marxist approach to, <laughs> uh, to urban restorationism. OK. You know, because it's like the, the, the fundamental belief is everything is wrong in our cities and everything is poorly designed because of the rich people, because of the rich selfish people. And so they propose things like let's get rid of golf courses because that's where the rich selfish people hang out. I see. Which I think is just partially true. It is partially true, but there's lots of people that play golf who are not rich. Me, I play golf. (laughs) I play golf like three times a summer, you know, like I don't I don't play it all the time. But I enjoy it. And I think it's a fun game. I think lots of people think it's a fun game. That'd be like saying, "Let's get rid of the bowling alley and put something more productive where the bowling alley is." Like,
1: no, no, no it's not about productivity with the it golf is about, course. It's, it's about, it's about waste.
0: But is maintaining a beautiful green space wasteful? Yes. Why? Yeah, Why
1: it's wasteful? Why is it wasteful to maintain? It's not a beautiful green space. It's just green okay. and flat and
0: blank. Have you ever been on a golf course?
1: Yeah, it's just, it's a real pretty green, but you know how they get it that way? It's not natural.
0: So have you heard of, like, a garden? (laughs) Yes. Do you know how they got that way? It's it's not natural. (laughs) (laughs) So you're telling me, you're telling me that if I have to cultivate a place and maintain it, then it's not worth having? Is that your argument? No, I'm saying, I'm saying that
1: if you're cultivating, if you're cultivating a space that's just meant to, it's meant for a little tiny white ball to fly over and nothing else. No, but
0: no that's you're wrong that's what the green space is made oh, for it's patrick. just made
1: so that the hole can be far away from the place where you start and you can like you can you know forget that you live in la and, and everything around you let's, is let's remove and let's
0: take la out of the equation because you brought up la multiple times and there are golf courses yeah, and other th- th- places. Th-
1: that's because this is the context of the tweet sure. you can have golf courses in the middle of kansas i don't care there's so much stuff out there there's so much land you can have you can have golf courses out there oh care. patrick
0: so what so you think the point of something like golf, is to just hit the yeah. ball. Uh-huh. No, you, you don't understand. It's okay. incorrect. What's
1: the point? The po- okay. okay, what's the Can't,
0: point? Why do people like going to...
1: high school give high schoolers <laughs> a fun summer job they just carry bags around. Why
0: do people like going to baseball games? Do they like going to baseball games because they like watching three innings in a row, nobody gets on base and nobody scores? You know, because they appreciate the artistry of the game. No, they like going to baseball games because they like getting the hot dog and <laughs> they like sitting out and they like being outside in the summer and they like the dump dum dum dump yeah. dump. Dum, dum, dum. Like they like it. You know, they like the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that's why the hot dog is the most expensive part. Like <laughs> <the> environment,
0: <laughs> right? And uh it's the same thing with golf, right? It's like most people that go and play are not there because they like love the game and I love I want to hit that ball so far. It's like yeah, they're out there because it's okay, I get to be around trees. And I get to be, it's quieter, and I get to be with my uh-huh. friends, and I get to like just be in nature, and it's enjoyable. I get to talk, I get to be, I have leisure, believe it or not. So I think this <laughs> golf course erasure ah, yes, leisure is
1: the basis of culture. Th-
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, silence is very powerful. Yes, indeed. I, uh-huh. I do like the power of
1: silence. <laughs> ah, yes, orthodoxy. <laughs> <laughs> just Chesterton hmm, titles, heretics. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the man who was no, Thursday. I was gonna do that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: gotcha, you, you fool. That man looks like Thursday to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't read the book. I, I don't <laughs> know what it's about. So, man alive, that man looks like Thursday. Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, so I, so I think there's a lot of people out there who are like, let's get rid of golf courses and put, put real stuff on them because golf courses aren't sure. real, and I think that's just wrong, and I think that just. It's a, it's a betrayal of the fundamental thing, which is we need to have more beautiful spaces and we need to have more places where people can just contemplate beauty. Like that's the whole point sure. of your thing, right? And so yeah. it's like let's destroy one of the only – one of the only things that like the <laughs> average like non-religious and like non-sacramental person gets to experience beauty and contemplation in their everyday workaday lives. Let's get rid of that. So that we can build apartments, that is a bad take to me. That's why I don't like okay. it.
1: You see what I mean? No, no, you don't understand. We're going to build the apartments there, but you know what else we're going to do? We're also going to tear down the suburbs outside of the city okay. because now all those people can just move into the apartments.
0: So you're going to tear down the suburbs?
1: Yeah, we're going to destroy the suburbs. They're not going to exist. Yeah, anymore. I just don't know
0: about that. Yeah, but I do nothing, think, I don't think that's going to work. I do think. I, I want to hear your take on this because I do think that there's a lot in that whole like we have to make more beautiful things. I think there is like a lot of hatred and anger, you know, and it doesn't, it's like not, it's not a Christian desire for beauty or goodness. It's more so a, uh, F those rich people. We gotta, we gotta take back what we lost in, in they just post sure. pictures of yeah. Europe, you know? <laughs> and like, I, I agree with them and it seems like nobody, how do we, how do we have that conversation better? Is kind of, that's a, I think, I, I, think I think
1: part of the conversation is don't pretend like the Europeans wouldn't do this if given the opportunity. You know what I mean? Don't True. pretend that Barcelona wouldn't become LA County if they had more space. Yeah.
0: Well, explain the Chinese. What do you mean? Or the Russians.
1: They did the same thing.
0: They but they didn't sprawl in the same way that America has sprawled. You don't think so? No, not like in the in the in the commercial sense and not in the cities. Maybe. You know?
1: maybe that's true. I've never been to China or Russia.
0: I actually have no idea. I'm just kind of stating something. That would actually be an interesting thing to like look up and understand like do su- are, are suburbs a uniquely american thing?
1: America is like where the project of modern liberal thought has become just actualized. Actualized. So yeah. places where the reason why I say that about Europe is because, you know, liberalism originated in Europe, not in China or in Russia. So I don't mm-hmm. have I don't have as much to say about those countries.
0: Yeah. No, that's fair.
1: But no, suburbanization...
0: Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
1: is it I mean I was talking to I was talking to someone downstairs about this because we were talking about downstairs downstairs in my office Do you work
0: in a two story building? We're in a three story building. Are you on a second story right now? I'm on a third
1: story. What? I'm in so a this whole time I went thinking sky.
0: that that door was the door to your hallway and yeah. that you were just on the first floor.
1: No, I'm on the I am on the third floor.
0: You are floating in air right now.
1: Uh-huh, I'm super I'm so high up. It's if i jump if I jumped out of this window i would i would I would incur serious bodily injury to myself as opposed to moderate bodily injury to myself. Wow, I know crazy carry on so <laughs> I think he was talking about how in l a county they got rid of the ability to build apartment complexes. They said no more apartment complexes in l a county you can only bring you can only you can only build single family homes I don't know how true this is uh Sometimes the things he says are a little conspiracy theory stuff, but anyway, he, he mentioned this, and, and and he and I were ha- had a, having a conversation about
0: this is the guy downstairs. The guy
1: downstairs and I were having a a, a conversation about the relative merits of single family homes, and I said, hmm. "There's something because I was I, I experienced a, a little bit of of cognitive dissonance than myself because I, on one hand hmm. I, I I said you know it it massive." networks of suburbs like in the suburbs of houston where Phoebe's from are just god-awful you know it's just yeah, these these but they're all single family homes with a postage stamp worth of grass and the only place it's a you can you got to drive 20 minutes to get anywhere worth going and no one knows each other yeah but on the other hand and so i'm like that that's bad it'd be better if we lived in walkable communities right mm-hmm But there is still a desire for this, you know, I own my own home and I own my own land that I think is good. And so I was experiencing this cognitive dissonance within myself where I was like, well, we we can't just move everyone into apartments because then, you know, they're they are just dependent on who's going to build the apartments, a giant company that owns all the apartments and collects all the rent. And then they're going to, you know, they're just going to be even even more disenfranchised. The wealth is going to be even less distributed. The means of production are going to be even less distributed than they are now, which they aren't. And so I was thinking, well, what, what is the solution? And I was like, I think part of the reality is if you want to live in a place like LA County, where you are able to access downtown, I think you have to be able to be, I think mm-hmm. you just have to sacrifice owning a home. I think that's just, I think that's just like, that's the trade-off. It's like, you can't have both. I think the mm-hmm. the problem with suburbanization has been, I want quick and easy access to downtown. I don't want to live there. Well, that's not fair. You can't can't have your cake and eat it too. Because now you have all of these cities that are suburbs of Oklahoma City, that are suburbs of Houston, that really aren't autonomous. They're completely dependent on the downtown city. Mm -hmm. Not just the downtown city, but the city itself. Because everyone that lives there works there. Everyone that lives in their city works in that city.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because I think... What we saw in the last, uh, I don't know, since since the First World War, I would say, we've seen a a contraction. I'm going to speak about America because I don't know anything about any <laughs> other place. I know nothing. I'm uncultured and generally dumb about stuff. So what we saw is a mass influx into the cities, right? And or maybe Marley and I even before that, since since the Industrial Revolution, right? Mass influx into the cities. Okay. So we have people leaving their, their small towns that were scattered all throughout the country, like in the rural areas that nobody would think of moving to in a million years today, right? People lived in Pilsen, Kansas, you know, that like and, – and it was a thriving, self-sustaining community. Like you didn't need anything from, quote-unquote, the big city except for maybe like a trip a year to go and get whatever you couldn't get there, you know? So – People start leaving these places, they move to the city and then post World War II, you got the, you got all the, the suburbanization that's happening and people are growing and growing out in the suburbs. So it's like the desire, what is the desire, right? Like the desire initially was I have to go and make money for my family so that they can continue to live out on this land out here, right? Like that was kind of the base desires. We need more money to be able to exist in this place because fewer and fewer things are becoming available to us here. And so, and it's just like a force of the economy. So I have to go and kind of be a part of it in order to keep the lifestyle that my family has had since they moved to America in whenever, you know, uh, I got to keep that going. So then after World War II, it's like, okay, I don't need to live in the city because we have all of this post-war abundance, right? I I can move out of the city, but I still rely on the city for my accounting job or my construction job or my uh whatever whatever job that they had in the 50s i don't know what did people do in the 50s i just see a lot of people doing tong, 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 ting. you know like i just see a lot of that like i don't know what i don't
1: do. know either i does anyone know there were a lot of uh okay there it wasn't computers. there were a lot so of well tech. i mean it kind of was there were a lot of operators yeah because cell phones sure. didn't exist and so you couldn't like ping things ping signals off of towers you had to just manually connect people there were people yeah. that worked in in you know mm-hmm. They just they just took calls and they operated. So the, they were like, "Oh, you want to go to this house here? I'll connect you." It's crazy.
0: So at that point, the desire shifted from I have to make money to sustain this way of life out on the land to I have to be near to the city so that I can continue to make a good salary. Right? Like that's that was the shift. It was no longer about supporting a way of life. It was about supporting a certain level of affluence. Mm-hmm. Right. And and you had to be proximate to the city in order to have that certain level of affluence because it wouldn't make sense, one, for like if you're making 60K a year in 1955 or whatever. Like you're living large, right? You've got a house. You've got a family. It doesn't make any sense for you to send half of that money back to Pilsen, Kansas to like support some other lifestyle when you've got it pretty good, yeah. you know, out there. You've got baseball and radio.
1: <laughs> and moving picture shows. Eisenhower. <laughs> we like Ike. <laughs>
0: We like we did like Ike then. I don't know if we. I'm not. Him I'm not now. sure if we like Ike. I don't know, but he's a he's a war hero, so you have to take That's that into true. consideration.
1: It's it is interesting because I I remember I remember first learning about the historical reality of suburbs when I was in my American history class in high school, and my first thought was it wasn't always this way. Yeah. I was like, I was kind of picturing suburbs this it whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. I was kind of—it's suburbs all the way down.
1: It's suburbs all the way down. It must be. There's, there's no. There, it's always been this way. Is that I, I guess I pictured, you know, Pittsburgh existing and, you know, suburbs sprawling and they get That's thinner a and thinner. Crazy
0: thing. Like I know we talk about this a lot on the show, but like just the realization that the way that we live is like less than a hundred years old. <laughs>
1: and it's it's coming up on its centennial but sure i what what i think what uh, we were talking about this in my political philosophy class our cultural memory dr jones said something interesting he said when he used to teach western civ to freshmen he would show them pictures of the holocaust oh no and say all right let's talk about how we got here and then he mm. would start from mesopotamia and go and go to the
0: end right that's because a pretty good Pedagogical approach, I would right because
1: it's like it's like let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, uh, about a narrative because it, it's it's kind of the 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 foundational one of my classmates called it like the foundational uh, story. I'll put it this way: he said he said myth, but that sounds like you're denying that it happened. It's like the founding story of of our of our society. But but on that on that note, like taking that a yes. step further, I was thinking yes. about that and I was like, you know, honestly, it's like World War II happened. And humanity as a whole had PTSD. Mm-hmm. Just where you just forget and you suppress yeah. everything that happened beforehand. And just the new... Let's just forget about that. Let's forget about everything the way it was, and let's just move on, which is why we always refer to Hitler when we talk about someone who's being bad. Mm-hmm. We talk about we talk about world wars whenever a global event happens. Mm. It's because mm-hmm. the only thing we can reference is, what, do you want it to go back yeah. the way it was before? But the point that I've made over and over again is that the, the structures of liberalism are what allowed this to happen. And that's the point that the structures of modernism is what allowed this to happen. Mm-hmm. The 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 fall of Christendom is what allowed this to happen. Um, mm-hmm. It it is it is it's you can you can you can you can you know you can debate about it all you want, and that's a pretty pretty bold thing to say that the fall of Christendom is why World War II happened. But but it's true. It's just accurate.
0: I don't think. But it's I, think I think because of think that, accurate.
1: Because of that, we think about things like. What, what, what happened in World War II? It was an intense centralization out of necessity. Total war for a country of 50 million people is crazy. Everyone being, everyone being mobilized to the effort, the home front coming as, as, as a concept, you know? Like, I mean, in the, in, the, in the Hundred Years' War, which lasted a long time. How long, Patrick? A hundred years. I think it was less than that, actually. But Hundred Years' War, it was, it, you know, the concept of a home front was crazy. I mean the people that we people went away to war. Yeah. Sure, it happened it happened in in some towns and villages and if there was a conquering army coming through, maybe you'd get, you know, a little bit raped. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit roughed up, but like but it wasn't it wasn't war was something that happened to localities, but in World War II it happened to everybody. And hmm. I think we we suppressed It happened in World
0: War 1 too. It wasn't Sure, but World
1: but I think I I mean they're kind of this
0: They're the same war. I mean, (laughs)
1: come on. No, they're not the same war, but like
0: they got two different names. names,
1: But I mean, what is that? I mean, do they need two different names?
0: It was like, so you're telling me that the time period between like 1918 and 1935 was an intermission and just like a break.
1: I mean, for us, we were like, we won. That's fair. No problem. And then, only... I mean, and then a bunch of, a bunch of powers used that, the destruction of that war as an excuse to start another one. Man. I mean, so, if you ask, if you ask hmm. Germans in 1935, it's a continuation of something that happened before. I guess we, we view history as these like episodes, like, oh, there's World War One and there's World War Two. Mm-hmm. And then after World War II, we have this like weird little, you know, those little when graphs go from zero to like a hundred and they have the little chuk chick chuck thing. Yeah. We have this, oh, yeah. this is all this is all post-war and everything's different now. Yeah. But we still yeah. even though we're 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 trying to pretend like it didn't happen, people are trying to pretend it didn't happen, they still have the the habits of people who were mobilized for a totalizing war. And mm. so those structures mm-hmm. are those structures mm-hmm. are maintained, those structures are still there which leads to things like a gigantic infrastructure that is all
0: centered on major cities. I don't think. Yes. I don't think we talk enough about how the neuroticism of making kids hide under their desks in case of a nuclear attack has affected our grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, can you just imagine like, okay. Tornado drills. Sure. When you're a kid, it's like, yeah, get in the room with the safe and be sit sit down there. Uh, but but now we've got all these active shooter drills, right? Which freaks people out and gives people anxiety. Just imagine back in the day with where every every week or I don't know how often they did this, but like you had to get under your desk in case of a nuclear bomb falling on your school. Yeah. Like the psychological effects of that
1: must have been crazy.
0: And and this is just me speculating, right? Because this is the people. This is the baby boomers, right? Who are going through these types of drills? Sure. Yeah, you know. Well, maybe it's the greatest generation. No, I don't it know. Who is, it was who's baby a kid? Because baby boomers were after was the war, boomers, and right? they were kids. Yeah. After the war, they were yeah. They so were my, born in the 40s. my 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 grand grandparents are not
1: baby boomers. My parents are not baby boomers. Yes. They're they're Gen X. But so.
0: I think my grandparents are like right on the. On the edge. My grandfather is. Well, my, both of my
1: grandparents were born before World War II, so they cannot be baby boomers. Because <laughs> yeah, they, they were not boomed during the so, baby boom.
0: So they so that generation, like they're. And this is just speculation. I don't know if I'm correct in saying this, but like maybe that kind of stuff. It's like the carrying on of everybody's mobilized, and we don't really know what to do. It's like okay, now all the kids get under your desk. It's like okay, I'm gonna grow up if the threat of nuclear war is hanging over my head at every moment, what am I going to do? It's like, well, I'm going to live it up while I can. Sure. Right. And that starts to like make a lot of things, make a lot Doesn't more it? sense, <laughs> you know, of, Oh, that generation thought that at any moment, everything could be destroyed. I
1: mean, I mean, we, we talk about the the hippies being this, like this, this free love movement, but I mean, it was also motivated by nuclear disarmament. I mean, we forget that, but
0: and it's so. This is interesting because it's it's so close to the truth, which is like any like memento mori, you could know. Die, like yeah. at any moment, I could die. Like at any moment, the Lord could call me home. But like the proper response to that is not recklessly. <laughs> You know, wielding your authority and power over nature and other people to increase your profit margins and uh, and take trips to Turks and Caicos. And the other solution
1: is not individualistic hedonism, but both of these things are our responses generationally. Historically speaking, these have been our responses to the threat of war and they support each other. To- mm-hmm. totalizing totalizing statism and and hedonistic individualism are bedfellows they <laughs> they need each other mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. we were talking about this in uh, in the new polity. never mind i'm not going to plug that discord <laughs> um I-
0: you can plug new polity your discord. Has a
1: discord now it's great a bunch of a bunch of people our age work for new polity and they started a discord <laughs> it i was talking to some people in the new polity discord about this because they were talking about being anti-car and uh
0: someone That's just one letter away from being I know, anti-war. They
1: they were like, I don't understand. People people don't I read this book that that uh that said they they were saying someone said I said I read this book where someone was talking about how the police state was ushered in by cars. I was like, well, that just seems self-evident to me because when are you afraid of cops when you're driving? Everyone's afraid of cops when they're driving. You're always looking out the door for cops, looking out the window for cops, you know. And uh and he was like, Well, you know a lot of people think that cars equal freedom and I was like, sure they do. But think about the way people talk about that freedom. It's well, it's, it's freedom. Cars are freedom. As long as you follow all the rules, as long as you uh, get your oil changed, as long as you fill out your registration, as long as you, you know, do all these things that, that you need oil changes, I guess bad one, bad, a bad example. As long as you get your registration, get your as registration long as you get your renewed, emissions yeah. checked, driver's, driver's license, license, all the, as long all as you follow those. all the bureauc- bureaucratic rules that end up being,
0: Stop it. Stop signs.
1: As long as you follow all the rules, you'll have all this freedom. And that, I think, I think cars are the best example of how a totalizing state and individualistic hedonism kind of support each other because in Mm -hmm. order for everyone to have this individualist lifestyle, they need a a mega structure to support Mm -hmm. it. Um, the the megastructure of the state is what made us feel secure during the war. Yeah. And those structures were in place for us to indulge in the individualistic. We need we need safety. We need I mean, come on, like, what's the biggest budget item in the, in the federal government's in the federal government's balance sheet? It's defense.
0: Medical care for Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a dumb
1: joke. It's surely not retirement for future presidents. I'm going to tell you that much. They're just going going real quick after. Anyway. I was.
0: (laughs) Man, never mind. I, I should make a joke about Donald Trump also so that people know that I'm not just like a right wing shell. I was going to say something like plastic surgery for Donald Trump's ass or something like that was going to be the other thing that came to my mind, but I thought about it.
1: Making jokes about the president used to be an American pastime, you know what I mean? And
0: and now it's just like, man, I got to make jokes about both the old presidents or else someone's going to think that I'm about to commit a felony.
1: I know, right? It's ridiculous. Carry on. But yeah, so the the, the totalizing regime that was necessary in the war has, has persisted, has remained. Yes. I mean militaries take on a form of tyranny right where you have to listen to your superior regardless and that's necessary because you're because you're fighting a war Mm -hmm. but when you mobilize an entire nation to that mentality you have done a lot of damage to them psychologically and you've you know i mean look at how much patriotism existed post war. It's just I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's intense, intense patriotism for this gigantic empire. Um that looks like, you know, the, the kind of patriotism that looks like the Roman Empire. This this we I, I don't think we recognize how how impactful that is and how much it affects the way that we view our state today, where it's this gigantic structure that needs to be totalizing so that we can have freedom and safety.
0: Hmm. That's why the Patriot Act happened. Yeah. Hmm all right, I'm gone. I don't I don't have anything to add. I think you I think you summed it up very well. The only thing that I have to add is when you were saying that someone read a book about cars, I immediately thought of a book called Cars, Lightning McQueen and How I Learned to Stop Relying on Fossil Fuels. And I just think I don't know what that book would be about, but I think it's a good title of a book. <laughs> This Cars trilogy is fascist if you look at it close enough.
1: If you look at it close enough, did you know that Lightning McQueen wins none of the final races in any of the Cars movies?
0: Okay, I haven't seen Cars 2 and 3, so that's a spoiler, so thanks. I see. Hey, guess. listen, if
1: you're gonna if you're gonna hear me talk about cars, you're also gonna hear me talk about spoilers. Do you want to get into the Dick Doctor dating quarter? <laughs>
0: Oh man, I'm back. It's good to be you back. Are, you are back. <laughs> you are back. I am going to go drive in the parkway and park on the driveway. <laughs> okay, guys, good, so good that's one. All I, that's all I've got left. Um, yeah, let's get into Doctor Ethan <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh
1: wait, do you want to do the? Do you want to do the review Should of the we, week yeah, first, let's and then do the, the patron of the Before we week.
0: get into Doctor Ethan Zaneicorn, we're going to do a review of the week and a patron of the week. Um, If Ethan and Patrick hadn't been full of naivete in college, they wouldn't have started this podcast. If they didn't have people supporting them on Patreon, this podcast would have stopped making sense a long time ago. Because of those patrons, you now get to listen to the best Catholic comedy podcast in existence. This is Patron of the Week. For those listeners with a fighting spirit.
1: Patron of the week. Patron of the week. We're gonna shout out. Uh, our patron of the week is drum roll please. Miss <laughs> Miranda Mack. Miranda Miss South Dakota,
0: Miranda Mac. Patron of the week, Miranda. Patron Mac. of the
1: week, Miranda Mac. We are. Uh, we we're very appreciative of all of the uh, all the support that Miss South Dakota twenty uh, something has given to the podcast is she the president or is she graduating she is
0: well what is the what is the the south dakota national anthem i think
1: it's just a cow call
0: oh south dakota Dakota. (laughs) your speed limits get up to 80 (laughs) really speed limit's 80 there yeah it's pretty
1: that's cool uh, South Dakota, home of home of. Um, in addition to Miranda Mac, also home of Crazy Horse, the monument. Cr- yes, the monument. Crazy Horse, proud supporter, <laughs> proud of, supporter of the Crunch. Verified, verified twenty twenty. <laughs> thank you, Crazy Horse, for your support of the podcast and Miranda. So that thank you. Uh, if you want to be a patron and get shouted out on our patron segment, I'm putting all the patrons in a hat next time. Um I <laughs> was gonna. I was, gonna, I was just drawing. gonna thank the oldest patron. So. The oldest continuous supporting patron. You
0: can't do two patrons in one week. We have to.
1: No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just explaining my method. For the first week okay. we did, I wanted to shout out the oldest patron who's been giving the longest. So, And that's Miranda. She's second place, actually. My mom is the oldest. Hello.
0: <laughs> the oldest
1: continuous giver. But Miranda Miranda's, is the oldest non-related to me. And so um, for the rest, I'm going to put everyone in a hat and we're going to do a random... Generator, and then I'm gonna take them off. I'm gonna take them out of the hat so that I don't repeat a uh, repeat uh patrons. And then uh next we have our review. If you wouldn't mind giving us a review on iTunes, if you want to have if you don't have any money and you're like, but I want to get featured on the podcast, just drop a review on iTunes, even if you don't listen on iTunes. This Boom. review comes from Madeline one one two one. Um it's five star review. Well, it's no all things Catholic with Dr. Edward Tree, but it'll do. Ethan is great, very funny, good show.
0: Dang, I feel bad that you didn't get a shout out in that one.
1: It must be someone that you know.
0: Oh, Madeline. So that's from Madeline Shree. Her dad is Ted Shree.
1: Oh, that's hilarious!
0: Yes, and so they came over to our house, and we—I told her that story about how you went up to Ted and was like, "Oh, you, <gasps> you did? I did." No, <laughs> Ethan, you're she thought it was kidding. really funny. She thought it he was thought funny. it was. She thought it was funny, or he thought it was funny. She thought it was funny. I don't oh, know good. if she told her dad or not. Oh, but.
1: please, Madeline, don't tell your dad. <laughs>
0: don't tell your dad, Madeline.
1: <laughs> I can't believe that story got back. Man, you yeah. shouldn't tell tales at school.
0: Tell me about this. have you ever done an impression of a Catholic speaker in front of their daughter? Because I have.
1: <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yeah. I was Christophanic and I did I did an impression of him in front of his daughter.
0: Do you just walk up to her and say that'll be twenty-three dollars to listen to me speak? Oh my gosh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry.
1: No, I have a really I don't have I I don't have a good Christophanic. I have a good I have a good Dr. Scott Hahn. Yeah, do it, do it. Do it. Hey, hey, hey Ethan, hey Ethan. What kind of man? was Boaz
0: before he got married. what like, I don't know what. Ruthless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a really bad, uh, really bad Han impression, but the pun is accurate.
0: The pun is good. Cool.
1: Th- thank you for all of the people who have rated our show on iTunes and have supported us on Patreon. Now it's time for Dr. In the Dating Corner. Yes. A little self-ad break there. I like that. It was that. a
0: great ad break. And I oh, think Ethan, in the future uh, we can uh we can tell the patrons
1: Regan, if you can find that episode where I told that story uh, about about Ted Shree meeting Ted Shree at Seek, uh, that's great. If you can't, that's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Regan, listen to me now and don't put in the effort. Okay. (laughs) You have a baby. Regan has a baby. Don't do it. Don't do it. He's he's doing this. Doing it for free.
1: Text Ben if he can't. If he doesn't know what episode it is, just don't worry about it. When I referenced Catching Foxes and he put in the exact reference, I was like, man, this guy is this guy's good. This guy's worth
0: everything we're paying him. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do do doctor do D E D C. I know it hurts. I'm sorry. I, I All right, you came to the right place. You ding dong. It's called communication, baby.
1: Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Eating Corner, the part of the podcast where we help you with your little problems, if that's what you really want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to remain anonymous, so let's make up a name for her. She's 23. Uh,
0: how about Sophie?
1: You can't. That's her actual name. No, really? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. No, <laughs> that'd that be funny no one all right,
0: Sophie. Greetings, Dr. Ethan and Professor
1: Patrick. I am a 23-year-old woman. I graduated from college a little over a year ago, and I've been working full-time and becoming more active in my local young adult community.
0: I love that for you.
1: Around, <laughs> now he's a Zoomer. Jeez. I love that for you. Around October, I realized I was starting to like one of my friends.
0: I hate that for you.
1: We're the same age, but he's graduating this upcoming year. We met when I was still in school, and I was briefly interested in him, but mostly saw him as a friend at the time. Mm. Down bad. Sucks. Long story short, we started seeing uh, we started seeing a bit more of each other when I was already graduated and he was in his second to last year. Since our schedules are so opposite right now and we're part of different ministries, I didn't get to see him a lot. He came to some young adult events. We hung out at parties. I even invited him to a few small gatherings that I hosted. Uh, he generally seems very excited when I invite him to something and he sits and stands close to me a lot of the times so in part group settings. Oh. In prayer, it feels like God is leading me towards a relationship with him. Still nothing definite has happened yet. Before you say it, I already planned to tell him that I like him and I want him to ask me out if he doesn't make a move soon. But before I do that, I wanted to hear your opinion on whether you think a relationship between a college student and a young adult could work. Like I said before, our schedules are different. I watched my roommate navigate this dynamic with her now fiance this past year, but they started dating when they were both still in college. I'm worried it might not be feasible to start a relationship with such a mass, massive obstacle to work with. Is this the kind of relationship that can work?
0: So, if, uh, if God who is outside of time can have a relationship (laughs) with us who are inside of time. Then I think you can have a relationship with a guy at college. You know, like I think it's, it would work out because, uh, I mean, it's hard and you have to be intentional. I don't think he's
1: in college. I think he's graduated and she's, Oh, who's in college. He's graduating and she's still in college.
0: Oh, I thought it was the other way around. I thought it said she was graduated. I think you're wrong. Go back. Okay.
1: I just deleted it.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie, if you're listening to this and I know that you are, you can make this work. It's just you're going to have to sacrifice. You might have to look around nervously, sacrifice your time in this other ministry that you're in in order to date this guy, you know? Like, you might have to sacrifice time with other friends. You might have to sacrifice time doing things that you like to do. You might have to sacrifice sleep. Like, there's things you might have to do in order to date this person. Uh, And I would say go for it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's – a lot of times – When we pray, we think that something has to be like clear cut and like easy in order for it to be God's will. And that's just like not true. You know, it's like, okay, Lord, make it make it clear if I'm supposed to date this person. And that means like he drops out of school and gets a job right next to you and like moves in next to you. And then it's like (laughs) it's super easy to date because you guys have the exact same schedule, exact same everything. A lot of young people fall into this where they think, well, they don't, they don't share all of the superficial qualities that I have, not superficial in a pejorative sense, but superficial in the, the true sense of the word. They don't share all of the superficial things that I have. So probably not, he's not an engineering student yeah. like me, you know, or whatever. So sure. yeah, push through that and, uh, Go for it and then try it for a couple of months. And if it's just not working, then it's not working.
1: It's not working. And it's that's working. a fine use of a couple of months.
0: Exactly. Right. And you can always get back involved with the the young adult group will still be there and yes. they will still be taking members. They'll probably take you up until you're like 37. Like you're going to be <laughs> fine. You have plenty of time to be involved. plenty of time. Uh, But yeah, this sounds like this is great. Usually when people ask these kinds of questions, I'm like, you're messing up this sucks, but like, it sounds like there. you, you got a good head, a head of hair on your shoulders and, uh, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not the phrase. Yeah. Sophie, I think, I think, uh, I think you're, I think you're on the right track. You're recognizing that there's sacrifices that you have to make and you just got to make them. I don't think, I don't think the obstacles are as, but I mean, the only, the only thing I can see is, you know, this guy has a job. You have not a job. Yeah. You, but I think that means that if you're the person that's in, I okay. Mean, I yeah. forget if you're in college or if you're another one. She's that's not, not in college. In college.
0: He's okay. still in college.
1: As the, the person that is in college should be the one that makes a little more <laughs> sacrifices because they have more free time yes. than the person who has a job. Uh, but if you're not the one that's in college, I wouldn't demand that or expect it at least just have that conversation.
0: What I would say is think about how rad this guy is going to look to his friends. It's like, oh, who's your girlfriend? She's graduated. She's she's got a job. She's an older woman. They'll be like, no yeah. way. You know, like these guys, probably this guy who he's hanging out with, these guys have tried to date everybody in their grade. And the only <laughs> And so they're going and younger. the only hope they have is the incoming freshman every year. Like that's that's kind of where they're operating. And so they're
1: just they're just they they just scrolled through the whole the length of Twitter, they're yes. just the top, they're waiting for it to they're refresh. They're waiting for
0: it to refresh. I'm not saying that because this was me every year, but listen when you're when you're desperate and you're a junior you know it's like you date a freshman you know whatever just not until second semester clearly uh (laughs) (laughs) no definitely definitely.
1: that was my advice whenever i I would give dating advice to to freshman guys who were like the girl that i like is dating someone i like a girl but she's but she's dating someone from back home thanksgiving bro give it give it some time just wait till thanksgiving wait till she goes home for thanksgiving it'll be over
0: I've seen people just like start dating other people before they even go back for Thanksgiving, Ooh, you know, like they don't even break yeah. up. So like you could be that guy. Don't be that guy. You know? That sucks. Don't be that guy. Like obviously like don't date someone while they're dating somebody else. But at the same time. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. But but, but like, also, yeah, like but, don't. But, but also. But if you really but, think like, about it, still about don't. It, there's maybe a chance that you could.
1: And also shouldn't.
0: But maybe there is. <laughs> Listen, I'm the fun uncle. Of the <laughs>
1: just as long as it's okay. in the house, you can have a little. You can have a. <laughs> you can have a little bit of cheating on your girlfriend as long as it's in the house.
0: As That's a treat, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, once in a while.
0: Don't cheat; it's a bad idea. So you can break up with
1: someone over the phone. That's fine. Oh yeah. yeah, I've done that.
0: I broke up with a girl in Israel.
1: Sorry. Wait, were you in Israel or was she?
0: I was in Israel. No, <laughs> sorry. I was in. you never it. been on a plane, you liar. City. I was in Kansas City, and then she was in Israel, and then we were like trying to. She was like, "When are we going to see each other when I get back?" And I was like,
1: not uh, ever. <laughs> I "Nah, ever." I broke up with a girl over text only because she refused to meet me. So, because she knew that I was going to break up with her, I was like, "Can we meet up for coffee or something?" And she was like, "I'm not going to meet with you just so you could break up with me." And I was like, "Ah." Am I stuck right, in then. this relationship forever? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can't break up. With I can't break up with her because I can't you. follow the
1: rules. Because <laughs> my friend Rachel was like, "Patrick, don't break up with this girl over text." I was like, "Fine, Rachel, I won't." Dang, but I did. That's really funny. You got
0: stuck in a loophole. I did. I was like, "Dang it, dang it!" I'm married to this woman. I've never seen her. <laughs> what <laughs> she, am I going to do? Like, You're
1: just going to break up with me
0: over text? And I was like, "I can't. I don't know what to do. I'm trying to be a good guy." <laughs> Maura, <clears throat> I, uh, I want you to know I've given this a lot of thought I'm sorry, but we, uh We have to break up No What's it? We're not breaking up We're not? No All right This has been the crunch podcast. Uh, you can <laughs> support us on patreon.com slash the crunch. You can join us on discord bit.ly slash crunch discord. And uh, we got a lot of good things coming up. going to do some more live stream crunch lunches for patrons only going to have, I think Em and I are going to do an exclusive uh, married cast because there was a question from Regan that was really good that we didn't get to on our episode last week. So at some point in the next couple of weeks, we're going to answer that. And that's going to go up on Patreon exclusively.
1: We're going to be blowing up the Patreon feed, man.
0: Yes. Here in the next couple of months, it's going to be big, going to be big. You're not going to want to miss it. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people?
1: You might be hip like me and Ethan and sold your TV, but have you considered burning your car?
0: <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we'll see you all. I'm lightning McQueen and you're burning me. Oh no. I'm oh, dying. Ka-chow. <laughs> radiator springs. No. Oh gosh. Wow. <laughs> Sorry.
1: My Wilson is much worse than yours.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: You're really you're really burning me, aren't you?
0: <laughs> wow. Uh ka-chow. uh. Ka-chow. Wow.
1: Oh gosh, you're really burning me. You're really burning me? I bought a golden retriever named him Marley.
0: <laughs> I'm stuck in this podunk town. I hate it here. Marv. Get me out of here. Mac, My truck!